0: My name is Tommaso and welcome to the final installment of My First Year stories School Time Survival Guide. Wherever you are in your life story, join us this summer for some tailored content about living or commuting, learning in person or virtually, and thriving at the University of Connecticut. Our guide will give you tools for jumping in as a valuable part of UConn Nation come the end of August. We hope you've enjoyed these episodes and encourage you to check out our Season 1 episodes if you haven't already. And don't forget to stay tuned for Season 2 coming soon. Our final part of the guide is going to focus on how you can practice academic resilience and learn from challenges and mistakes you might make. We hope you enjoy. Let's pretend you have a midterm for your chem class or your bio class, whatever hard science class you're taking that year and you sleep in. This happened to me the other day, I snoozed my alarm and it never went off again and I was late to my class. What do you do if you're 30 minutes late and you got an exam? How do you handle that?
1: I think I would probably go about it as carefully as possible. I think I'd still show up once I woke up and, you know, got over my panic, I'd go. Uh, But then I definitely stay after and talk to the professor and kind of just explain the situation because things happen. And especially in such a big lecture class like that, you're definitely not the first person to do it um so just being understanding and being honest i think is the most important part of like communicating with your professors uh and they'll likely help you out in some way
2: sure. yeah i agree
3: um just talking to your professor they they really do um respect when you're honest with them and they really do take that into account like um not for like a midterm or anything but i there was this one day where i ended up um missing actually the first day of class oh, um so- which don't do that. Like that's, it's, it's important, um, to go. Um, so I just, I talked to the professor and I let her know. I was like, Hey, I wasn't there. Um, and we ended up having, um, this like type, this quiz and, um, it was like on lockdown, like camera, everything. Um, it was, it was a nightmare, but, um, just telling her and being honest with her that, Hey, like I wasn't there. Like, uh, I like didn't know. Um, she was like, well, thank you for being honest about like why you weren't there and all of that. And she was nice about it. Let me take it later. So um, just, yeah, they really do want, they want to help you and they want you to succeed. So if you're honest with them, they'll take that into account.
4: I think also like navigating in the virtual space differently instead of in person. I know last semester I was in a chem class and 10 minutes before my chem My first exam for chem, um, all the power went out in my house. Um, The Wi-Fi went out in my neighborhood. And, you know, it's easy to say, like, stay calm. But, you know, in that moment, you're like, oh, my gosh, it has to be on lockdown in camera. And I have no Wi-Fi and I don't know what to do. Um, But the best thing that you could do, what I did was I emailed my professor. I sent him screenshots of, like, my little Wi-Fi router saying, like, no service, whatever. And I emailed him and he was very nice about it. And you know he was like, if you can get on to take the exam, you you know get on to take the exam because um, the timer like starts when you um you know you start the exam. So he told me to try to get on as I can. And you know he was very willing to like work with me because there's there's only so much that you can do and there's only so much in your control. And I think that because of the pandemic too, like professors have been you know, like even more understanding about those types of things.
0: Right, and it's one thing to wake up and just roll over and log into your computer and join a class but like for those of you who have been on campus when it wasn't corona times how do you handle let's say you live on the south side of campus and you got to get all the way over to the biology building what do you do in that case
1: i think a lot of my friends so i lived in worth my freshman year and that's all the way at the the top of the hill uh kind of a hike to get to a lot of those farther like In the south end of campus buildings. Um, A lot of my friends had either like skateboards or bikes and they would usually use those. I happen to be an extremely fast walker so I (laughs) did not run into that problem. Um, But a lot of my friends used um, bikes or skateboards. I would say if you kind of cut out the time beforehand you can take the bus but sometimes that runs a little bit behind um, and it becomes kind of a pain. So I definitely say use your own vehicle.
0: Yeah for sure, definitely carving out that travel time is something I'll have to plan for next year because it is a little bit of a silver lining that you can just log on to your next class one way after the other. What was the influence of being first gen at UConn, and what was that like?
4: Um, so I'm I'm actually first gen, and being a first gen student is um gave me an interesting perspective on things, and it's kind of one of the reasons why um we kind of created this podcast was for a resource you know, for all students, but in, you know, to focus on sharing your first year experience to normalize experiences, Um, because my parents didn't go to college, Um, none of my relatives went to college, I'm one of the first, like, kids in my family, um, an extended family to go to college, so um, I think not hearing about kind of what college is like from, um, like, my parents or any of my family members it kind of leaves you with like an empty picture in your head of what you kind of think college is going to be like. You see it in the movies, but you don't hear about like personal stories and personal experiences from those that you, you know, you love and trust. And I think that was probably one of the scariest things going into college for me was I didn't have anything to like kind of bounce off of or picture in my head before I got to college. And I was experiencing everything for the first time. Um, So I think that with this podcast and us creating it, I think it's a really great resource to kind of hear about different people's first year experiences and to normalize things and to give like details specifically about the school too. Like with these roundtable episodes, like we're hearing so many different perspectives on everybody's experiences at UConn and favorite places and all those things that you won't find out till you get to school. So I think just it's the importance of like storytelling was something that was kind of left out of my experience going through college because I didn't have those stories. And now that I'm able to like build my own.
0: And sort of on the flip side of that, my my mom went to college, but my dad didn't. Um, and he- hearing me telling him about all of my experience at college and seeing how supportive he is of it because he never got that experience is like, I don't know. Thinking about him, thinking about me through his eyes is just makes me appreciate my time at UConn so much more.
3: Oh, well, um, something for me that was. Um, a little bit different. but um I'm first generation American. So, um, my parents are both immigrants. Um, and I, just like Casey, I had no prior like idea of what college was going to be like. I had no image in my head of what that was supposed to look like. And um I also had the added pressure of, you know, my parents came to this country. Uh, I have to make them proud. I have to make sure that, what all that they sacrificed and everything that they did was worth it. So I had to, I had that pressure that I, maybe I put on myself, maybe my family put on me, but it was just, I have to prove something. And um I think that something that I've slowly discovered is it just doing what makes me happy and doing what I want is making them proud because I have the opportunity. I have, these chances that they never got that, um, that I have. And like this podcast, like if I never would have had the opportunity to join this, if, if it wasn't for them coming here, that me having the opportunity and the chance to, um, even join something like this, um, is something that they never got, they probably never would have gotten. Um, so that was just being able to realize that the choices I'm making for myself are right for me and that's that's enough
0: yeah I think that's that is definitely great like and that's something that we should all I think have in the back of our minds is that like we all are doing like enough no like we shouldn't and that goes back to comparing yourselves to other people and how you you are on your own path at UConn and if you're not doing it like someone else that's totally fine because they're doing it the way they want to do it and you are doing it the way you need to do it for you to ultimately be successful. And I think that's like a great place to stop the roundtable. All right, next question. So at the time of us filming this, we are right in registration for fall classes and summer classes. So let's say you plan to pick out, you have your shopping cart full, you get to your pick time and oh no, some of your classes have filled up and you can't take them. How do you roll with that?
5: I was in this situation last semester. Um, There was a statistics class. It was a higher level statistics class I actually got into right now. Um, Unfortunately, there were spots open in the class, but not for my major. They were reserved for a similar major. So what I did with that was I emailed the head of the statistics department. I explained my situation, asking if there was any way I could get a permission number. And uh, she said, unfortunately, I can't give you a permission number for the class, so you might just have to wait. Um, until the, the waitlist spots open up. So I said, okay, thank you. And I think uh, sending a nice email like that to either the professor or the department head um, would really do you well in that situation because a week later I got permission number for the class that I'm taking right now. And it's, you know, I'm explaining that. It's just required for a major or a minor requirement and just like being nice and understanding because um, I don't think anybody, any professor or adult would appreciate um, a, a demanding email asking for permission number. So just be really nice about it. And overall, just try to stay as calm as you can, because um, sometimes you can switch into other sections or you can take that class another semester or something like that. It's not always the end of the world.
0: Yeah, being nice will give you a lot more yeses than nos. That is the golden rule of life. Um, That actually happened to me this semester, too. I was supposed to take a psych class. The one I had signed up for was full. Uh, the lecture part was full, but the lab was open. So I had to find one that Fit both, and luckily I got into a side class this semester. In most cases, when these things happen, they work out in your favor. And if they don't, that's life. That's part of being a college student. Any other good advice for incoming students?
3: Um, I guess going back to like um regis- like course like registering for classes. Something to keep in mind: if you don't get the class you want, like don't panic. It's not the end of the world. Um, there's still ad drop, you know, people are gonna be changing their schedules, you know, up until the semester starts. Um, so just keep an eye on it, don't don't stress too much, and uh, it'll work itself out.
0: Exactly.
6: One thing I would like to add for that also is, I personally was in a situation where I didn't get into a class and I didn't get in regardless of it, it was like two weeks and the whole waiting period, I didn't get into it regardless. And I was really upset. It's really upsetting because you're like, oh, my gosh, my whole schedule was pushed back. Now I have to take it because it, it was Orgo 1. So now I have to split it in between the spring and the fall, which is a pain. Um, and it's something that your, your advisor doesn't recommend. But at the same time, other classes opened up that I really wanted to take and kind of balanced out. So I feel like even if things don't go as planned, it's OK. It's it's totally fine. Just roll with it. Um Change your schedule accordingly and like I did, make it up with another class that you really want to take. Hopefully that class is open. Um, but usually if you don't get one, you'll get another one. So don't panic like everyone is saying. Um and yeah, just just go with the flow.
0: Talked a lot about the good your first couple semesters. What's a mistake you made your first year and how did you learn from it? We love talking about mistakes on the podcast. I definitely shared a couple myself and our guests love to share them as well because they're such good teaching moments. So give me your mistakes. What do you got?
7: So my first semester was awesome. And well, because of that, I got really comfortable. Uh, I figured that, you know, my academics going to be fine. My friends that I made were fine. It was good enough. Um, I, I was in the Honors College, so I took a, a decent amount of honors credit. So I figured I didn't need to take any honors credit second semester. I didn't uh, skip a single class. And second semester, I started skipping classes. So I think that a lot of students come into college and they're hungry. They're hungry to be the best student that they can be, to meet as many people, to have as many experiences. And don't lose that hunger. Don't ever settle. Don't ever be complacent with with where you are because these four years go by so quickly. And everybody says it. Your parents will say that. Your uncles will say that. Your aunts, your grandparents even. Um, so don't waste a a single day sleeping in or, or just, you know, lying around doing nothing. And I, I said this in a symposium I I presented at, and I'll say it here too, is that you don't have to do everything perfectly. You don't have to gain every great experience. Just do something. Um, don't waste your time. You're going to look back and and you're going to realize that if you were constantly moving, constantly challenging yourself to be the best person you can be. It's going to be so worth it, trust me. As a senior, I can tell you that's that's probably the number one advice I would have told myself as a freshman.
0: That is a, an excellent piece of advice. And it reminds me of, I was visiting my grandma the other day. She lives in an assisted living facility. And one of the one of the other women we were talking about, my sister was going on college tours and all that stuff. And she says, treat college like a fine dining experience. Like, tr- you should be able, you should get everything on the menu there. You should go to every every event, every... Everything that Subog does, every concert they put on, listen to the WHUS radio shows, like soak it all in because you're right. I keep hearing it over and over again that the time flies. And another part of that is like living in the moment. Don't don't be thinking about what's happening next. What, what am I going to do next year? Stay where you are, because if you don't do that by the time you get to your senior year and you're looking for what's next, it's graduation. Um, so, yeah, really great piece of advice. Any other mistakes you guys have made?
2: Um,
3: one mistake I made was, um, I, I was struggling a lot with Chem 1127, um, to the point where I was just like, there's, I, I'm, I, no matter what I do, I'm not going to do well in this class. And then I got into this mindset where I was just like beating myself up and I just couldn't see a way out of it. Um, and so I, I stopped going to class the last I want to say like one and a half month, I just, I couldn't do it. It was just stressing me out. And it was, I felt absolutely useless. Like it was, it was really rough for me. And I wish that I didn't let it get to me that bad to the point where I felt like no matter what I did, it wasn't good enough. And it was, it was really like a confidence issue for me. Um So from that I kind of learned that I have to, I can't, I can't let those classes get to me as much as they did. And if it's getting to a point where I can't like do well in the class, or I feel like I'm struggling, I have to ask for help because no one else is going to tell you that no one else is going to care what your you as an individual are doing. So you have to advocate for yourself, Um, which was something I had to learn very quickly that first semester because um yeah, no one no one is going to advocate for you and you have to be very independent in that and figure out what you need
2: and what you want and ask for it. And going off of that, actually, one thing I would say is don't be afraid to ask for help just because someone else is doing well in a class and you're not doing as well and you don't want to like expose yourself to like not doing as well. No one is looking at you or no one is paying attention to what you're doing. Like piggybacking off of um, what our L members said, um, it's like you you have to advocate for yourself. You have to really be aware of where you're at in a class and not aware of where someone else is in a class and just do everything that you can to be successful. Because at the end of the day, it's your grades. You're the one that's continuing in your education. It's all you. And it's very, very independent. So if you let yourself fall, um, you can get into that mindset. And it's going to it's gonna not be an experience that you want to go through. So definitely don't be afraid.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. And that's something that I think has taken me a while to learn is thinking like, oh, what is everybody thinking about me? And the fact of the matter is like, no one is thinking about me. They're all thinking about themselves. So the amount of energy that you put into thinking about other people, if you sow that right back into yourself, I can... I can guarantee you success. And whether this fall is gonna be a welcome or a welcome back, Roll skis. My First Year Story podcast is a production of the University of Connecticut's undergraduate student body in collaboration with the Office of First Year Programs, Learning Communities, the Academic Achievement Center, and Learning Community Innovation Film. Our co-producers are Casey Jaycox and Hannah Peterson. Our staff advisors are Cody Ryan and Helena Duvall. For more information on our podcast, to meet our entire staff, and to listen to more episodes, visit fyp.uconn.edu backslash mfys. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Yukon FYP.